What's up, people? It's been a while. Probably about a good two weeks since the last time we spoke, we talked, we connected. Well, you know how I do it. It's 10 p.m. California time, which makes it 12 a.m. May 15th, Mississippi time, which makes it now 12.01 Mississippi time because it changed. Which you East Coasters... Mixing 101 a.m. your time. And today I got a very, 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 very special guest. Um, some of you may know her from some of my podcast or from some of my social media accounts that you may follow me on. Um, I'm going to let her speak and say her name. She's an introvert, so please bear with her. Although, excuse me, we are speaking through the phone. She still has an issue with being shy. So I'm going to turn the mic over and let her and allow her to induce herself. Hi, I'm Destiny. And there you have it. Like I said, just no excitement at all. Just, hi, I'm Destiny. I am a robot in the 21st century. Yep, that's what you're getting. Uh, anyways, this is just a random vent, free stuff, off the wall, off the dome topic. I know y'all miss hearing my voice, uh, but JK, because I'm getting stared at now. Um, I guess our thing, our theme for tonight, we were talking about life, expectations, uh, purpose, plans, uh, the normal sin, Confusion, obligations, um, having people feel uncomfortable. Um, Let's honestly get on that topic. Uh, It's hard because many people who do know us or have been around us do know that we are in a relationship. um, Three and a half years. October makes four years. And it's frustrating. Um... It's still hard. And don't get me wrong. Uh, we both grew up um, Christian homes, very embedded in church, um, have very decent and good standards, which doesn't take away from who you are as a person, regardless of your background, the color of your skin, um, the things you do or choose to do in your life, or the people you choose to fall in love with. Um Many know me, I don't like titles, don't really care for them, but since people are so comfortable with saying that we're two women in a relationship together, so we're gay, um, I'm just throwing it out there for you guys who are not comfortable with your sexuality. And let me just point that out. When you have an issue with someone being with someone of the same sex, do not throw at me and say that it's because it's not the right thing and... You know, it's in the Bible. It's a sin. You need to turn away from your sin because then I'm going to feel uncomfortable being next to you murderers, um, you liars, you backstabbers, you lusters. Um, you, I know. Well, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But, uh, that's true. Uh, felons, um, thieves, um, drug addicts, um, alcoholics, rapists, uh, pedophiles. Um, people of different color skin. I was about to say white people. Yeah. Um, she's white, by the way. Uh, but 
that's how stupid and ignorant that sounded coming out of my mouth. That's how ignorant I'm sorry that you look can pertain. Um, to each their own, feel how you feel about it, but stop singling it out. There's people that are very out and proud with their sexuality, who they're with, and they parade it. That's okay. Because obviously they're around people who do like it or people who don't like it. Um, I don't care if you're in a marriage to a man and a woman and you're a fiance, man and a woman, relationship man and woman. I don't care who you are. I don't care to see all that. I don't care if there's three of y'all in a relationship. Um, well, I was trying to say I don't care to see that they do a PDA. I'm not a big PDA person in public. I don't care three of them are doing PDA. Um... Yeah, but what you're saying is you don't care about who they're in a relationship with. I'm saying to the point where I'm trying to get at is... You don't like PDA, I know. Yeah, so I don't care if you're straight, gay, or whatever. I know, I'm saying I, mean, I don't care I mean, I just don't think or... it's destiny. I'm just messing. I know you're messing, but you're that's not the point that I'm trying to make. I know what you're saying, I'm getting to that point, but I, what I'm saying is... I don't care for it. So, I mean, you know you love each other. Teach his own. I am an affectionate person, but... You know, you ain't got to flaunt it. Just like you don't like to see gay people flaunt it. Okay, well, you ain't got to flaunt it. But then there's a thing where if you're not comfortable in your skin with who you are and who you're in love with, then if you're straight or gay, then if a person being in a relationship with someone of the same sex offends you so much, then you have an issue within yourself. Especially if those people are very into not parading around who they are. Which they shouldn't have to feel that way. But I've always been like that. So before I get too deep into this and some of y'all get your panties in the wall and think that I'm speaking to you, I am. Um, I've always been that way. I always out of respect because my grandma was old school. And for a long time, I felt like I got to respect, you know, I'm not going to do this and that because it was something that she had to get used to because she wasn't used to that. But at the same time, I had never come out put it that way and I hate saying that because when I say come out I feel weird about it because I just feel like I'm me I don't see you as being a female or a male and I've dated plenty of men plenty of them and plenty of boys um I see you for the person I fall for your personality your heart I don't fall for anything else and until you've been in someone's shoes like that I feel like you don't understand um, but back to what I was saying, you know, she, uh, it was something she got used to and God bless her heart because she loves me for me. Definitely love destiny for destiny. And I can honestly say that with my family, shout out to y'all. I honestly do appreciate that because we have a lot of people that are really into the church. We have a lot of pastors in our family, first ladies, ushers, deacons, bishops, um, I'm telling you, the list goes on and on. And one of the people in my family's, uh, maybe it was, what, two years ago? Mm, two years Yeah, two time. years ago. Two years ago this month, uh, we had a family gathering. And it was a couple people who have, and a lot of people who had not met Destiny yet. And one of them was is a preacher's wife. I mean, I'm talking deep in. And passed by everybody else because she couldn't wait to meet her girl, Destiny. And you don't understand, if you knew the person, and I'm not going to say any names, but if you know the story, you know the person, and to me, that was amazing. Destiny knows the person, and she knows that person's background. And that was just something that, just what, just, how'd that make you feel? 
should because she passed by her, I think those are her nieces and nephews. people. And point of the thing is she passed by her family to hug me by my neck and talk to me just to introduce herself to me when she's got this background of being a Christian woman but didn't care who I was or who I was dating or how I labeled myself or anything like that. She just she just wanted to meet me because of how grandma had talked about me or how how you've explained me. She just wanted to meet me as a person, not who I was. That's how how she made me feel. Um, yeah, she couldn't wait to meet Destiny. She was like, you know, this is what I'm looking for. I couldn't wait to meet my girl because of who I am as well. Um, I'm a person that will honestly, honestly, honestly give you the shirt off my back. I have this thing where I like to see people smile. Um, I feel like a gesture of a gift or something um, remembrance is an amazing way to show someone that they're appreciated, even by your actions of being there and showing up or just being who you are. And I'm that person that likes to make people laugh, and I'm one of those people in the family that, you know, honestly, everybody comes to, everybody talks to, everybody's used to me being around, excuse me, and it reflects, oh, okay, Nyana's happy, this is who she is. You know, she's never thrown anything in our face. You know, um, she's not asking us to like this person. She's not pushing it up on us. It's probably hard because she's the only one in the family and we have a big family. So just imagine, and I'm serious when I say that I have so many relatives that are in the church house and even let me stop there and say, I was choir director on the praise team and I didn't feel like I was living a false life or a fake life because to me, my understanding is this may be a sin being with destiny, but at the same time, to me, love is love. And honestly, if there's going to come down an issue, I promise you that's going to be the main thing and one of the only things that God's going to see that I've done. Yeah, we probably told a lot here and there. Probably stole some grapes. Um, probably talked back when we shouldn't have, maybe once or twice, or, you know, disobeyed our parents. Asked for forgiveness. But as far as something major that is very frowned upon in this day and age, because I guess we're affecting other people's lives so, so much, and they can't live their lives because of what we're doing. And please stop being selfish and saying it's because we just want you to go to heaven. You still can't decide that. Only person that's going to be decided if we go to heaven or not is Jesus. He is our judge. He is our judge. And the more you sit there and contemplate on what we're doing, you're missing out on what you need to be doing for you and God. And that's with us with anybody in any situation. Not just with us being two women, but when people aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing in their households. And we're bad at that too. It's not up to us. If anything, we should be up praying and uplifting people. You stir people away from the church when you completely badger them. And then you do a sin or do things and yours isn't spotlighted. Because it's not the same things that we have going on. 
Um, I never technically people, I don't know, just found out about me. I told people who I dated and somehow or another they went back without, I guess, without going over with me, making sure it was okay and felt like there was their need to tell people about who I was. Um, I was very secretive about who I dated, whether it was guy, girl, well, technically not the guys. Cause that was all through high school. Um, even when I worked at Lowe's, um, I was very open. I dated a lot of people, um, like a lot of people, Destiny dated nothing, uh, but guys, um, I'm her first girlfriend. Um, I've had girlfriends prior to, uh, Destiny, but this is actually my longest relationship with the female. Uh, my longest relationship with the guy was five years. Um, but I say this to say, or I say that to say, um, other people put me out there. Other people gave me a label when I didn't ask to be labeled. Um, when me and Destiny got together, we came out on Facebook in May and that was my first time ever letting anybody know I was in a relationship. I never put in a relationship with such and such or anything. People didn't know. If I didn't tell you, you didn't know I was dating someone. Um, because I go back to say that again. I don't feel like my hand's shaking. I don't feel like I have to broadcast who I am. We don't make or try to make. We try to make everyone else feel comfortable when they make us feel uncomfortable. And that's just the truth. Um, we don't sit around holding hands. We don't sit around, um, kissing, hugging, none of that. I am very, very old school in my own sense of respecting people around you. Um, even when I dated guys, I didn't feel like we should kiss in front of my grandparents' house or we should be hugged up on each other out of respect because it was their household and... To me, that was just respect. I'm old school. I'm sorry. That's just how I am. Uh, and saying that, how you choose to raise your children, we respect that. I'm not a parent, and I wouldn't want kids to be exposed to something that you're not ready for them to see or to change their mind and have them question things that they already question. Kids' mindset now, they run with any and everything anyways. So we wouldn't want to be the issue or the reason why, say, your child comes up to you, they ask you a question and they've been around us or they seen something accidentally because they got on Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat or went through your pictures, anything like that. And then they're questioning and asking. We're very careful when it comes to that. You know, we don't want to pray to put anything out there that you shouldn't. And to say this, we do have to give a shout out to Destiny best friend, Lauren. Uh, because the one thing about Lauren and her husband, Jacob, is that they teach their children to love. Um, what Destiny just said, love is love, honestly. Um, and still, even with that mindset in that instant, we don't still parade who we are. We still wouldn't kiss or we hug or whatever in front of each other. Um, just because that makes me feel comfortable. I've always been that way. No holding hands in front of them. Such and such. Um, 
shout out to one of my aunts, um, which was one of my grandma's daughters, uh, her child. We always had stayed at her house, kept our kids if she had to go out of town and she knew, uh, we slept in the same room, slept, even we stayed with her, slept in the same room or slept in bed, same bed next to each other. Um, and don't get me wrong. Cause I don't want nobody to take this out of context. Um, if you're living with whoever you're living with, if they have a set of rules, we honor and respect that because I already know how people are. They will listen to this podcast and take it a certain way. And that's not how we mean it. So please, I'm asking you, America, get your panties out of a wad. Uh, back to what I was saying. But I do have to give her that much. Um, if you knew her, you would think ain't no way she would accept. But she honestly was one of the first ones to never, never, ever. And love, loved me from the beginning. Yeah, honestly. Loved and took up for her in times that others didn't. Or others didn't like her and everything else like that. And we, I think we've come a, a long way. I mean, my other cousin, she had a son. She would drop him off over there and we keep him. Um, my sister, God, she has both of my nieces. And, of course, you guys know the oldest niece I named. And um, that's my heart. The other niece is my friend of me. But that's still my baby. That's Destiny's baby, baby, pretty much. Um they're in the room with us. They're in the bed with us. Sleepovers. sleepovers. Um, I had a sleepover for my birthday last year. Yeah, door closed. We're watching them. Um, they're going place with us. Um, it's so many things because she, my niece, thinks we're cousins. She thinks me and Destiny are my grandma's daughters. Or she doesn't question. And I will say this. There was a picture that we put on Facebook. Well, that's they put on Facebook and she tagged me in and it had, I guess you kissed me on the cheek or something. And I think so. Yeah. Or I was kissing you or something. Something. And you know, my grandma's on Facebook. She didn't care that it was up there. The only thing that she cared about is that maybe one day Leah would get on Facebook and see a picture of us. And then it changed her whole perception. And she said she wants Leah to continue to think. She doesn't want, she's not telling us to hide who we are, but to be mindful that maybe the kid, Leah might get on there one day. Um, so she said she didn't want us mad or she thought I was upset and blase blase. And at first I did kind of feel some type of way because I was just like, we shouldn't have to take some down. Leah would never get on there. Well, come to find out my grandpa has a Facebook and he has it on his phone. He has it on his tablet. Well, Leah gets on his tablet and she goes to my page. She goes to her mama's page. I think she went to one of Destiny pictures and she writes stuff on it. So my grandma was correct. Uh, we never even saw that coming until one day it pops up and it says my grandpa had wrote a message on there. And it was like, my grandpa never gets on. And it ended up, we could tell by the handwriting, well, the writing and the spelling that it was it was Leah. Um, it, it amazes me because a child knows only what they see and hear from the adults around them. And I say this is because Leah has been 
so exposed to who we are. I can even say this about my aunt's uh, daughter. She's straight as a board. You don't reflect. We don't reflect how your child's going to turn out, how you're going to turn out, or anybody else is going to turn out. Yes, they might question the things, but she was around us so much that that didn't bother her. She knew who she was as a person. And children know who they are more of a person than adults do. And I hate to say that, but it's time for y'all to grow up. I'm not telling you to accept to... I'm not telling you to accept the sin. But accept me as a damn person. Because that's all I'm asking. Because that same person that you're trying to change to be straight and follow your mindset knows, knows that in the same instant, the same sense, you'll turn around and ask me for something or you ask me for a dollar and you'll spend that gay dollar just as much as easy as it was a straight dollar. And that's the problem, that's the issue that we have. I can't tell you how to feel about any sin or be conflicted because you're gonna be conflicted about who you are regardless because you have your own issues. Do not let somebody else's sin or what they have going on be the storefront or the battle in your war that you have going on with you and the devil or you and yourself, you and God, or any of you or your situations because it's not fair. You're using other people's sins and other people's situations as clutches and you can't do that. Um, it's not easy. It darn sure is not easy for us. One, we have almost a eight-year age gap between us. Two, both were raised in Christian homes. Um, we still attend church to this day. Um, three, I dress comfortably. I dress in college shirts. I dress in jeans. I dress in shorts. And we're so stuck in a mindset in this day and age that to people that's gay. Mm -hmm. And that's ridiculous. I dress, people don't know the reason why I dress that way. And I said it in my last podcast, but I deleted it off of Facebook. Um, but I do that because one, it makes me feel comfortable. Um, two, I did it out of profession. I saw all my upper managers dressing that way. And because I wanted to be a manager from day one, when I got on the sales floor in 2009, I changed the way I dressed. I wanted to look the part. I wanted to act the part. I wanted to be the part. And that's how I did it. And to this day, I still do that. And another thing, I wear a hat because I choose to and women can wear damn hats. I just want to make that clear. I wear a hat because that was my favorite hat from Lowe's. Anybody who knows me knows I live, eat, and breathe Lowe's. It's 1025 at night and she's got the hat on right now. So, it goes to show and tell you that, and I wear my hair in a ponytail. I started wearing my hair in a ponytail when I started working in outside line and garden. I used to wear my hair down all the time. I have thick hair. Now, I lose my hair a lot now because of the illnesses and stuff I have. So, it's more of teach your kids at home first before somebody else do it. And not in the way that you want them to be taught. Um... Another point is that Destiny's white, I'm black. So even though that seems to be somewhat of an issue down south, it seemed to also be somewhat of an issue everywhere. Um, what's another issue? We're two females. We're two females. Two females that you wouldn't even think were together. 
Honestly, you would think that we were best friends. And I guess because we say best friends so much, everybody else feels okay to say it because that's what makes them feel comfortable and makes them feel normal in the situation that they present themselves to be in. Because makes God knows... feel normal when they shouldn't even have to. Yeah. Because it has nothing to do with them. But they make it all about them. So that's why they have an issue. And you're going to continue to have an issue because you continue to make the situation about you. When it has nothing to do with you, you don't have any feelings in it. So, it's a personal issue. Yes, and I will say this again. You're not comfortable with your sexuality. If you have to feel a certain way or talk behind our backs and not think that it doesn't get back to us, and I hate to have to keep addressing this over and over again because it's going to always be an issue. Listen, I love you. I love anybody that attends the house of God, but please stop being hypocrites. Please stop going in these church doors on Sunday and praising God and agreeing with the pastor, the preacher, the minister, the bishop, the deacon, the usher, the first lady, the choir, the songs that are sing, the prayers that are said, the center prayers that are, that are said, the coming to Christ that is done, the opening your Bible and pretending like you know where to go in the passage, to writing down notes, to laying hands on one another. To shouting, to crying. Stop doing all those things and when you walk right out the door, you're saying cuss words. You're doing drugs. You're stealing. You're committing crimes. You're lusting. You're having pride. You're having gluttony. Because I can name them all. You're being gay. You're judging. You're being racist, prejudiced. I mean, you're discriminating. And also, have your own backbone. Stop doing what you want to do because other people are doing it, not because you want to. That's true. Not only that, the way to get people to come to church is to love them and show them that God loves people. Um, Badgering and emailing and texting and talking and Facebook messaging or commenting on the Facebook post that you don't think that we ever see. Uh, I want y'all guys to know that you can uh, thank Mark, your best friend, because he make it to where we can see when you comment on stuff and we're friends with you or the last like you made or if you and that Sun Harrow post about the two uh, gay boys that got killed just because they were walking down the street holding hands and the four heterosexual guys that knew they liked women couldn't take that because, you know, I guess they love God so much that they took the power of being God in their own hands and took someone's life. Um, and then you commented under and you're supposed to be one of our friends or one of our relatives. We see it. So dear ignorant people, <laughs> we see it. Stop hiding behind your keyboards. Stop hiding behind this limelight and presence that you think that you're above all people when your sin is eaten away at your ass. Dear dumbasses, stop commenting and liking on things and then the next thing you know, you're smiling in my face or you want to know my business or you need something from me. Dear heterosexual 
that don't know that you are heterosexual because my sexuality seems to make you feel uncomfortable because maybe you have a little, uh, what they call it, fruit in your basket. Dear prejudiced races, motherfuckers, excuse my French, grow up. We are all adults. We are all human. And before you judge the two gay women, remember that we both graduated from high school. Both attended college. Both held down jobs, although people will keep on bringing up our discredit of that um, we haven't held down things. Um, both neither have, and I don't even know if that was the right sentence, but whatever, evictions on their, uh, what you call it, credit score. Credit scores may not be A1 because, of course, hospital bills or whatnot. But we'll take just those hospital bills and no credit cards on there or anything else or, you know, whatchamacallits. Um, what else do we have going for ourselves? No jail records and no discredit to anybody out there. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I don't mean, never, nah, take that back. I don't give a fuck. Because see how that feels? I quickly just judged you. Because I've never been behind bars. But I guess you wouldn't understand that because you've never been gay. Dear people who feel like they are still in the closet. And I mean that by living your life through and for other people. Stop. God gave us all one life to live. He gave us moments of peace, happiness, and joy, pain, sorrow, trials, and tribulations, and we all deal with it on our own accord. You have enough as a human being to have to live in this world and be different, but all have the same color blood when we bleed. Know that you are important. Know that no matter what someone tells you, you are special. You are loved. Because just as the person that lied to get out of a speeding ticket is the same as the person that loves somebody just because they love them for their heart and not because of they're the same background as them, have the same gender as them, or don't have the same gender as them. You are not any different. They are not any different. Don't let anybody tell you anything different. Love, love for yourself because you best believe those same people that are trying to change you in the mindset of who they are and what they want you to be, they are living their life and they're living it free and they're living it happy. Don't give up. Don't let anybody control the aspects of your aspirations and everything else that God wants to give you. Because he will give it to you just as much as he keeps on giving it to them and keep blessing them. Don't let anybody tell you that because you're with a woman, the illnesses in your body are evil. Or that because you're with the woman, you're not doing things that you're capable of. We are all human. We are all adults. And we all make our own choices, our own decisions. There's people out there who can't make decisions for themselves. Who has to have someone talk to them. Talk for them. Move for them. 
Be there for them 24-7. If you have the opportunity to be great, then damn it, be great. No, it's not easy. And it is a shame that you feel like you have to walk around tiptoeing because you're afraid that your parents, your friends, your associates, your coworkers, your boss, all these people, family members, won't accept you for who you are. But in return, want you to forgive them for the mistakes they made. I can't say this enough and being there that a lot of times I feel like I'm living my life for everyone else. And that once I die, I won't have anything to show for is that all I did was make sure everybody else around me was happy to a certain extent. That I worked on a job until I got sick and couldn't work anymore. That people can persuade my mind towards trying to leave the person that I am in love with because it'll all be better for them. That's the society we live in. This is the world we live in. This is America. But if America is home of the free and land of the brave, then be the brave. Because it's already hard getting up and you having to remind yourself to accept who you are because society don't. And that's in any situation. If you feel like you're a minority, and that's just not meaning either the color of your skin. That could be in any situation. Keep pushing. Be the change. Don't give up. To those of you who are suffering from illnesses, I commend you. And I tell you that I'm praying for you and I'm rooting for you. Because a lot of you, honestly, are strong people who have not allowed these things to take you over. And that is where I become a coward. I've allowed the dark voices of these names to make me nameless. I've allowed lupus, fibromyalgia, sarcoidosis, depression, anxiety, syncope, kidney stones, hypertension, sleep apnea, to all be me. No, it's not easy, but I completely threw myself away. And I'm hoping that I can get back to starting on something different because I don't want to be the old me. I want to be something new. To those of you who are suffering 
with suicide, I love you. We love you. I am praying for you. It is a hard battle. You feel dark, lonely. You feel empty. You feel lost. You feel like there is no meaning, no sight, no world, no love, no compassion. I understand and I know. And I am telling you, there is people out there, there is somebody out there that wants to help you, that wants to talk to you, that wants to listen, that wants you to be alive, that wants you to be here, that wants you to know that no matter what, you're not alone. And I know, I know we hear those words all the time and folks do not understand, but we do. Those of us who have suffered or even tried, we do. And I want you to know that I am praying for you. And I'm praying that God puts his hand all over your body and all over your heart and that he stops you because he has so much great things in store for you. And I promise you to just hold on. And if you need to talk some to somebody, you can email me. I always give my email at the beginning and at the end, but I'll give it to you now. We are the purpose 87. That's the number 87. At gmail.com. You can call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. And that's 1-800-273-8255. And they are there 24 hours a day to talk to you. Um, you're always in my prayers. To the people out there who have served this country... Thank you. To the people out there that are in heaven that have served this country and lost their lives, we thank you. To Sergeant Daniel Ryan Vernardo, we thank you. Born August 29th, 1981. Gave his life for this country in Iraq. May 23rd, 2005. Which many of you may know, that is Destiny's brother. One of her brothers. It's going on 13 years. Next Wednesday, this man gave the ultimate sacrifice. This man had one thing in mind, and that was literally serving in the army of God. This hero, excuse me, this hero had one thing in mind that was protecting his family his then wife, and his son, the people in America to ensure 
that while we were going to sleep at night, while we were killing each other over here, while we were discriminating, being racist, fighting, laughing, taking the little things for granted, this man was putting his life on his line day in and day out to ensure that we were protected, to ensure that we can do these things over and over again so we can get up and complain day in and day out that it's too hot outside. I'd rather sit inside and have the AC. That the food wasn't cooked at the right temperature. That I didn't have the right color shirt, even though I had 15 shirts lined up in my closet. That someone left the light on while I was sleeping. That a little bit of sand got in my shoe at the beach. And if you get my drift, I'm going back to him being outside with no AC. Him being in the desert with sand and all types of things flying in his face. Him having to wear a uniform day in and day out, carrying things around and on his body in the heat. The hero eating whatever is given to him. While we sit back and complain about these things, this hero sacrificed his life. Those heroes that are still with us also put their lives on the line. And I just want to take a moment of silence for Sergeant Daniel Ryan Bernardo, also known as Danny, because he means something more than I will ever understand to destiny. He is her hero. And I am 100% sure in my heart that he is with her every day. He is with each and every one of his family members. I will never understand the pain that they go through. Time does not heal anything like that. And I am sorry for anyone who thinks it does because it does not. It brings tears to your eyes and chills throughout your body when you think about the last time you spoke to someone, the last time you seen them, the last time you touched them, and then in a blink of eye not be able to. And yet every day we wake up and don't say, thank you, God, for what you've done for us. Or we don't appreciate our veterans the way we should. So in this moment, I just want to give the time to give... The hero that I did not get to meet, but the hero I have come to know and love because his family keeps him alive every moment and chance that they can get. And I feel you 
And I thank you so much for your ultimate sacrifice, Sergeant Denny Ryan Bernardo. And now I would like to do a moment of silence. Thank you. Um, we live in a country where I believe in honestly helping everyone. Honestly. Um, but in order for us to improve here, we have got to start helping our people. And one of the things... that we don't do um, is take care of our veterans. And we have to start doing that. And if there's any veterans that are listening to this podcast, the same number I gave for the suicide hotline is also um, a veterans hotline. And honestly, when you call, and I know this from experience because I've called the hotline, um, It gives you the options. If you're a veteran, I believe that's number one. And you're looking for someone to talk to. It breaks it down. Uh, I believe it also breaks it down by it gets your zip code from where you're located. And they try to get you connected to someone close in your area. It's a blur because I called and I heard someone's voice and I hung up. So I was a coward. Because my life is worth having. Your life is worth having. It's worth living. So I'm going to give that number again. I'm also going to give it at the end of the podcast, which I'm getting ready to wrap up. But it's 1-800-273-8255. If you don't have a phone, I'm pretty sure somewhere in your area, whether you're on um, supplemental um, help, which some of you know what that means, uh, nutrition, uh, any type of government assistance, um, even if you have a job and you have a pay stub, depending on what state you're in, um, just the ID, get you one of the government phones and call that hotline. Um, I just want to say to all you out there that's listening, I want to make this podcast fun. I want to make this podcast real. I want to make this podcast to the point where you feel like you're picking up the phone and you're talking to your best friend. I feel like nobody's human anymore. Everybody's trying to change people to fit their comfort zone. I feel like... We take things out on the people that's close to us, that loves us most. I feel like some of us who never received real love don't know how to accept it, don't know how to open up. And it's time to because you're going to end up pushing those people away. I feel like we do things for reactions out of people. Uh, For some of us, 
we do things to a certain point because we want to feel it. And then once we hit that point, we don't know how to accept it. I feel like we can do things to other, but they cannot do it unto us. We make excuses way too much. We're not honest with our friends when they ask us questions, but we sugarcoat things because of their feelings. Stop doing that. Yes, there is a way you say it, but stop doing that. We don't build each other up anymore. We don't see people for who they are and their character. We base them again off their sin and off the color of their skin. We don't believe in true love. There are more people married that are stepping out on one another than the person that you're worried about being with their homosexuality. That's happy and living life. Children need a home. If the people that are adopting them Raising them, fostering them, are two men, two women, a man and a wife, a grandmother and a grandpa, an aunt and an uncle. Let those people raise those kids. Because I can tell you this and I can promise you this, that affects them when they grow up. If you are a mother, if you are a father... And you have children. Please. Be there for those children. They did not ask to be in this world. When you sat down. And you made the decision. To do the things you did. You made that decision. To raise that child. It is no longer about you. Once that child is born. No longer. And you do everything in your might. To ensure That your child is raised, your child is loved, your child is cared for. Your child doesn't need or want for the things that they only need. That they understand that you do love them. And although you're not perfect, and they aren't either, and you're both going to make mistakes, but that you are in it to the end. And no matter how old you get, your child can always come to you because you will always be their parent. I am begging you, do not go through life hating your child. Do not go through life hating your parents when they want what's best for you. Do not go through life wanting your child to be something that you couldn't be. Do not go through life imitating art because the same way you grew up and you wanted to make mistakes and you wanted to do things you have got to allow your child to do is also do not grow up with the mindset thinking that you should put your child out at a certain age and let them struggle if your house is a great stepping stone and is great structure for them to still be living in If you can afford it until they get up on their feet, your child doesn't have to struggle just because you did. You don't have to struggle just because your parents did. 
Change it. Be different. Be there for your kids. Fathers, these little girls look up to you and they adore you. The same man you don't want doing it to your child, why do it and show it in front of them when you do it to their mothers? And mothers, quit bashing the fathers. If they actually want to be there for their kids, let them allow them to be there. And to the people who raise kids for their children, you appreciate it. And again, to the parents, just like you wanted to be happy with who you fell in love with, let your kids be happy with who they love. I promise you, I promise you, you are doing more damage to yourself than you are to them by rejecting who they are. Because once someone is in love with someone and once someone cares about someone, and you hear me right when I'm saying someone because we're all someone, there's nothing you can do about it. Because your happiness matters too, right? And to the parents out there who for some reason hate their kids, who haven't done anything to you, that hurts. That damages us. And it leaves us with a lot of unsolved issues on what we did to you. Why you don't want us. Why you don't like us. Why the very thought of us irks you. As we get older and older and older, we still want that. It can be a million and one people that you call mom, that are there for you. There's a million and one people and family that steps up to the plate and that does a hell of a job of raising a woman, of loving a woman. Teaching a woman how to be great in this world. But there's going to be always a little girl inside that grown-ass woman that wonder what the hell she did to her mama for her mama not to like her, for her mama not to love her, for her mama not to give a damn about her child. And there ain't nobody or anyone in this world that can fix that issue. But God. And even then. It is hard to forgive. And forget. But we're supposed to right. I'm supposed to forgive you. For everything you've done. I'm supposed to respect you. And love you. For those things you've done. Those sins you created. But you hate me, you dislike me, or you judge me for loving another woman. Isn't it ironic? Oh, now it's 10.55, my time, which makes it 12.55, Mississippi time, which makes it for East Coasters, 1.55. 
It's been a while. We should catch up again. And I hope to do so soon. But until then, you know the saying. Our circumstances does not determine our purpose. And until then, love someone, care for someone, pray for someone, and remember that if someone doesn't tell you that they love you, we love you. Don't give up. Smile. Seek ye first and all that you do and all good things will be added unto you. We are the purpose at 87 or 87 at gmail.com. The suicide hotline again, Destiny is 1 800 273 8255. And as I go, remember, like I said, we are the purpose 87 at gmail.com. Please, if you need anything, email me. I promise you everything is anonymous. Whatever you want to talk about on here, we will talk about. Don't give up on who you are. Don't give up on your dreams. Shout out to everyone back home in Mississippi. We honestly, truly miss you guys. We appreciate the fact that our state is not as behind as people think it is. That you guys love us for who we are. We appreciate you. We appreciate the support. The dedication to ensuring that me and Destiny are okay. The things y'all have sent and done over time. To our family and friends, that means so much to us. We love you guys. Uh, I don't really like saying too many people's names on here because I ain't got permission. But we do love y'all. I'm pretty sure Kiyashi would mind her name being on there. Uh, Lauren, Rihanna, Tykeria, my baby Leah, my Angie, baby Rachel, Dayon, Dayon. Corey, Susan, Miss Lisa, my best friend Erica's mom. Raketta. Raketta. Alexis. Alexis. Hope. Arisha. Hope. Uh, my cousin Roshina. Miss Tanita. Miss Tanita. Brianna. Mikey Than. D. I know I shouldn't have started naming names because I'm going to forget <laughs> a lot of people. Roshina. And I do apologize. I said Roshina. Carrie. Carrie. Yes, we could definitely cannot forget Carrie or Chelsea. Um, I'm not giving last names. Uh, you know who you but are. Steven. Um, um, I'm trying to think. Amber Gill. She wouldn't mind. Uh, I literally have 30 seconds left. So with that being said, I thank you guys. If I missed anybody, you know I love you. I truly do love you guys. Um, Angie Carter, uh, we really do appreciate you. We love you. Um, remember, Suicide Hotline, my email address, 
Our circumstances does not determine our purposes. I'm in love with destiny. Will always be. Keep God first in all you do. Peace.